Welcome, marketing interns, to another fantastic podcast. Before we get to our great content, let me give you a few ad reads on our favorite sponsors this week. We are powered by MB Outdoors, an adventure lifestyle and apparel brand that is aimed at sharing the outdoor lover's experiences and creating a brand from the weekend camper to the avid outdoorsman. They have teamed up with a handful of adventurers, us and many more, who live the brand values through their love for the outdoors and adventure. The MB Ambassador Program hosts a variety of teammates from world travelers to guitar players. Want to see around the campfire? Head over to mboutdoors.com and check them out on Instagram as well at mboutdoorsofficial. And while you're there, please check out all the apparel offered because we're offering you 15% off with promo code BACKPOCKET. That's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T. Now, a new, uh, what should we call it, the sponsor program, our PFP promo for promo. We got to tell you guys about our wildly average friends, the Night Swims podcast. Um, they are a weekly hosted podcast by two professional idiots, Jackson Houston and Douglas Green. They started this podcast right out of their dorm room in South Alabama. They got a hundred and what is it here, ten followers on Instagram. They have about twenty-two episodes over the five months and thirty-one followers on SoundCloud. How about that for some wildly average statistics, fellas? We absolutely love it. Go give go 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 ahead and give them a listen. They're a phenomenal podcast. I listen to it myself. Really funny dudes. A lot like us. Reminds me a lot about us. But yeah, go check them out. Really phenomenal stuff. Again, that's the Night Swims podcast. You can find them um, on SoundCloud, and then you can also give them a follow on Instagram at nightswims.podcast. That's N-I-G-H-T-S-S-W-I-M-S dot podcast. Go check it out. Now, are you ready? Let's roll that intro music. Today is May 7th, and the boys from the back pocket are feeling lively as all get out. We are back. Declan Brown, how are you doing? It's phenomenal. It's a great day outside today. Happy Monday to all the marketing interns. We're back and better than ever. We got a huge, huge podcast today. We have some breaking news that we'll give to you guys in just a second, if you haven't already heard. Um, And then we're also going to go ahead and hit you with an average quality. We're bringing back Charles Darwin Evolutionary Update. We have a phenomenal guest today. You guys are going to love it. And then we'll finish on our back end. Andrew, breaking news. Give it to us full, full heartedly. Yes. I want to hear it. I want to hear it ring in my ears because it's just phenomenal. And hey, we, we love asking our guests pivotal moments. What is the pivotal moment in your life? Well, today or this past week, we've experienced a pivotal moment in our podcasting career. We've officially hit top 20 on iTunes. And uh, we allegedly have some really, really sweet new marketing interns through this experience um, because our numbers are boosting. We're finally starting to see some the, the ball roll and the snowball effect. Uh, this is a big moment for us. It's a pivotal moment. We can now start generating, you know, maybe giving back a little bit, showing that we've made it high, help trying to make other people get into the numbers game. I mean, we're not numbers majors, but this is a pretty cool accomplishment. It's a phenomenal accomplishment, and what is the reward for a job well done? more an opportunity to work. So we're going to continue to work. We're going to continue to grow. We're going to be there in your ears every single Monday. Now we've kind of instituted a new thing you touched on a little bit about promo for promo. So it's called PFP, promo for promo, what we're doing. And if you uh, listen to the first two minutes of this podcast, you would have noticed uh, we are starting to 
promote other podcasts on our podcast, and they are doing the same for us. We want to start spreading the wealth, letting people know about what we're all about, and kind of just dipping our knowledge and what the back pocket is to different podcasts around the world, to new listeners, and uh, we're doing the same thing for other people. Mm -hmm. So it's a win-win situation. It's a phenomenal time. I absolutely love it. Another pivotal moment that we, or myself, that happened to me today I was uh, having a conversation with uh, a buddy, and we have some really big news, and I can't really say specifically what the news is um, legally, but uh, I have, this is probably the most pivotal moment, I will say, in my engineering career, and it's going to take me to a whole nother level, and I was reflecting on it after we had had the conversation, and, you know, kind of just taking in this whole past year, and, you know, everyone always says, like, people or people are placed in your life for a reason. Things happen for a reason. But I kind of tie back to Tony Capra's version of like, follow, be passionate about the road to your passion, right? Our podcast has been phenomenal from the get-go. We have been, we had never really had an identity from when we started last year, but we started, um, we just were passionate about it. And we were passionate about that road. And we met new people along the way that totally helped us along the way and you start to incorporate all these things and start to build um, or put things into your suitcase I, I like to call it of like things that you're good at and we're on the verge or myself with this pivotal moment I'm on the verge of doing something amazing I'm in the at the at that time and moment where something big could really happen and I'm re- reflecting on that it's like a whole a year ago we were average guys we had a couple things that were good about us you know, things that we're good at. We had negative things that we had to work on and identify, thus making us average guys. But it goes back to each individual interview led us down a different path every single time. We take those things that we learned from each interview and we kind of put it in our suitcase. Those things have formed us into the people who we are. And now we're um, talking and getting to know other people and really starting to understand like what our passion is, what we love to do. And it was just unbelievable. Like, I literally sat in my bed for, like, the last hour. I, like, tried to take a nap. But, like, probably for five to ten minutes, I was literally just crying. Because I was just like, look at all this amazing stuff that we've done. We've, and that's, and that's the stuff I want to just say thank you to. Because you look at the stuff that John and Sarah said. You look at the stuff that Don Weinkoff said. John Abraham. Phil Zhao. You look at, you know, Will Dr. Brendel. Um, Shad Ireland. The freaking guy who said... Your average, um, any an average person can ex- can accomplish extraordinary things, and that's where I'm at at my life now. Is I'm realizing you don't have to be special to make something special happen in the world. It's been just a crazy day, a crazy like last week with the podcast stuff, and now I got this engineering stuff coming in, and you just like I just had this really awesome time to reflect and realize like we're anyone can do this like we were sitting in a podcast room a year ago and just wondering what the hell we were doing but we didn't care like we just were passionate about whatever we were doing we were passionate about showing up the next thursday to record or showing up that saturday for an interview like we didn't care we just we just loved what we did and we've done that for an entire year wholeheartedly and it's opened doors for us in so many different realms so many different areas where it's just like wow like and you don't stop to think about some of that stuff like it's you listen to the podcast like you record and you you get in this you know kind of keep the ball rolling type scenario 
But today I was just able to stop and reflect and look back at all the great things that we've done. And it just like made me cry. Like I was literally crying for like 10 minutes, just like how many cool people we've met, how those have connected us to other people. Like you haven't even heard some of this stuff yet. We've, we're going to have Josh Perry on and that guy connected us to another guy. And we are Scott Chrisman, a professional skier. He connected us to another guy. We're starting to like reach out and see all these new people. And like, it is just so cool to like be able to say you've done these things and not only just like say you did them because like what valid like what does that have actually have to do with anything but like it's genuinely helping us out it's genuinely making us better people and like we are on the path to making a difference and changing something in the world and we're literally just two average guys in the freaking podcast room that was incredible deck you know i i didn't have that same reflection today but um you bringing that up it's it's pretty it's pretty damn cool um and again i just would love to continue to reiterate the fact that we thank all of you marketing interns on uh, on iTunes, on our website, on Instagram, the people that have been supporting us, the people that have just started supporting us through thick and thin, the people that made us stop supporting us are now supporting us again, or maybe just stop supporting us in general. Uh, it through all, through all of it, I mean, we have learned and grown so much, uh, and these guests have been tremendously part, a uh, huge part of this experience, and just even us doing the content before and at the end of the show that that stuff in itself people don't realize how fun we have with that i mean the, the interviews in itself are where you can find the golden nugget but then we provide a little lighthearted goofiness averageness about us in the beginning and at the end to leave you and and enter you into a really cool atmosphere for an hour and hopefully you're able to experience that that's what we try to put out there so Declan, thank you for bringing that up that was really damn cool um right on man yeah it was wild like i mean we're in like a really interesting transition in our life i mean we have two weeks left of college something we've been doing for the last four years now we're literally moving on to the real world i mean how real is it we don't know yet but we're moving on right it's a new stage of our life it's something that it's really worth time to reflect over you look back i mean even further than last year you look back four years ago about you know where you are and where we are now that's a whole other conversation but just think about that and like that kind of growth and like how our the growth has been you know, I'm an engineer and you're a business major. We both have different paths, but the podcast has escalated those paths, have helped our path along the way. Just really cool to, like, be able to th- reflect and sit back after, like, big news that I got today. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, driving the puck on that. Again, thank you. There's not much else to be said, but, yep. yeah, that was fun. A little bit later than normal, but we're going to get to our average quality. Uh, and our average quality this week, we always love doing that. It gets a little tricky at times, but the average quality this week I'd say is after Declan's little reflection, um, the mindset that we had of going into creating this podcast was wildly average. We really didn't have the plan, and I feel like the the way we've gone about it has um, kind of been rooted in what Tony Capper said, uh, follow your passion to find your passion. We were passionate about just talking and having a great conversation and being goofballs and just having fun. And that has just transitioned and traveled into what we are today. So having, not really having the belief, not really knowing what to expect out of it was average. And now actually reflecting on it is not really that average. It's pretty damn impressive. So that's going to be my, I think that's our average quality. I don't know if it's as average as I make it out to be, but that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, the average part is what everyone else sees, right? I mean, they see videos with hundred hundred views they see uh maybe they listen to 30 minutes of our podcast they see 
They like us on Instagram, you know, like very minimal stats, very minimal and average interaction with the stuff that we've been doing, which shows exactly like what we do. We don't, we don't do it for the likes. We don't do it for the views. If we did, we would have stopped long ago and we've only, and we would have only looked at the, our successes when we have like a thousand likes on a video or 200 Instagram likes, where we get 10 new followers. Like those are good things, but they're not what we're about. Mm-hmm. So the average quality is, you know, <laughs> I guess maybe not our product, but just how our product has been received so far. We have great marketing interns, but in when you compare it to the number of how many, right? It's not, it's at the end of the day, that's just an average group of people that all have average qualities that all have different struggles and different things that they're good at, different things that they're bad at. We're all one kind of family. We're all just a big group of average dudes and, yeah, and girls. Yep. It's fantastic. Um, so I guess we'll trap the puck and transition to a segment that we're bringing back, something that I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, we hit this home a lot season one, I think three or four times. Now we're bringing it back in season two, the Charles Darwin Evolution Update. And this is something that, uh, you know, you know Charles Darwin. You know what he did in the Galapagos Islands. He realized the natural traits that continued to transition um, when there was dominance uh, incorporated into a species' lives. So the dominance that we've seen this week, really predominantly, is the college student party atmosphere getting weeded away. The university, the administration, is trying their best to eliminate the rambunctious, go-getter, outgoing, way-too-over-the-top college scene parties, and they're going balls to the wall trying to figure out how to eliminate it. Uh, And we witnessed this firsthand. Yeah, and let's not mention... You mentioned uh, Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin documented it all mm-hmm. and told the story all the way, all the way through the. I don't even think it's a theory anymore. Evolution, as we know it today, the the college the college students are evolving. Like you said, Andrew and I had it first first experience it firsthand today. We both got a, uh, an email which from the dean of St. Thomas saying, uh, pretty much saying, "Hey, can you guys come in?" Uh, we need to talk about something. Nothing serious. Thanks. Um, and we were like, okay. Like, it's it's an email to Andrew and myself. Mm-hmm. It has to be about the podcast. Absolutely. We, I mean, we're never paired together otherwise. We're the, po- we're the back pocket. We are, yeah. That's pretty much who we are. Mm-hmm. So we show up and expecting, you know, maybe uh, maybe something about St. Thomas and the podcast. Or, hey, something about your uh, congrats on the top 50 or I don't know. Everything runs through your mind at that point before the meeting actually happens. What happened, Andrew? It ended up being he he sits us down, talks about us, talks about the podcast with us. So breaks the ice. Breaks the ice. We thought he was going to transition to something that we did wrong. However, he quickly does not do that. He says, "So I brought you here today to get a little inside scoop on Derby Day parties." And then I sat there back and I like took a deep breath and I was like. Excuse me, uh, I, you know, I got to be a little disappointed that it's not about the podcast because, you know, I'm out here for content and all publicity is good publicity, as we learned from Tony Capra, um, and it wasn't. So I was a little heartbroken, and he and then he tried to, uh, you know, get us the deets on Derby Day parties that we didn't have because we we predicted the races, but we're not here to throw parties right now. We threw the back pocket party uh, a few months ago, and that was a huge success. And we didn't tell him about it. I'm kind of sad he didn't hear about it. That would have been nice to get a little publicity in, in, in that light, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe we should have gave him a koozie or something. I don't know. But apparently Andrew and I put on this mantra that we are the college party planners. 
granted it is super nice out and granted we are going to a derby days party on saturday but while we weren't really throwing a party we uh we didn't really know of any other parties so when he was like hey we give us the inside scoop on these other parties we want to help them out and i don't think their whole message was like let's ruin the college parties i think they were just like let's take let's just take the horse and make it a mule pretty much is yeah. what I tone it kinda, down. Yeah. Tone it down. And you know, we, so we thought it was over. We finished that meeting. We had a great conversation and we thought it was done and we left it at that a little bit of a bummer that it wasn't about the podcast. We're going about our day. A few hours later, deck and I CC'd again, another email another, and, and text messages and text messages separately to us saying, uh, Hey, I uh, was wondering if you guys are hosting a party. And we, then we were like, wow, maybe we should host a party at this point. You know, we are we like to jump off roofs when it's sunny out, allegedly. Yeah. We like to play beer pong and drink cheap beer. We got an atmosphere that could uh, throw a rambunctious party. Yeah, we have a playlist that's made for parties, mm-hmm. um, a party playlist. Um, I don't know how they'd have that information, but that we do. So, yeah, hands raised, maybe we are party planners. So then they, yeah, then they, then they asked, like, hey, are you guys throwing a Derby Days party? And we responded like, no, uh, I thought we already, yeah, we thought we already established this. Yeah. <laughs> but through all that, you know, you realize that um, the administration goes through it all to try to make a horse a mule. Um, but with that being said, there are some people in the administration that we love so dearly to uh, and so kindly. We've one person in particular would be the president of our university. We've had her on twice, and let me say we have had her now on a third time. In uh, in the den, and she has our backs too. So I I uh, so we should probably set the scene for that. This is a, a wild, wild new interview, a foag moment for sure. Mm-hmm. That was a really good transition, by the way. I usually com- compliment you on your transitions. That was nice, Andrew. Thank you. So present Sullivan, uh, a phenomenal interview today. However, it's a little different, and the only reason is is because we replaced Andrew with a dog, a nice ten month old labradoodle named Bella. So it's me, Bella, and President Sullivan in the podcast room. Uh, Andrew, you want to detail out your day briefly on why you had to be replaced and called in the second second string co-host? Yes. We've so, never had to do it before. so It, it was a difficult time. I had to uh, approach it with grace and say, uh, I, I won't be able to make it. I, made, I booked a commitment that lasted too long. I wanted to go to a dealership and purchase a car, uh, finance the car. In the process, I underestimated how long it was going to take and the requirements demanding the process was uh, was unfamiliar to me. Uh, so it took way too long, and I called Declan and I said, hey, man, I won't be able to make it. you got this on your own. The 12, the 15-month journey that has led up to this very point has taught you everything you need to know to make this a podcast like none other. You are dealing with a third-time interviewee in President Sullivan. You know what to do. You know how to handle it. And Declan strapped up his gear. He got. He finally took ownership on the technology side because he had never done that. Uh, with a little minor hiccups here and there, he was able to figure it all out. And he sat down with President Sullivan and replaced me with her dog. All right, marketing interns coming in hot. We have President Sullivan for the third time, but this third time is a much, much more interesting time because President Sullivan is in the Washington podcast studio for the first time ever, and she has her lovely dog, Bella. We made a nice transition from Andrew not being here, and then we hired a quick dog, President Sullivan's dog, Bella, who is much cuter. Um, With that being said, I welcome 
President Sullivan. How are we doing? We're doing well. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Sweet. Um, so, like I mentioned, it's our third time interviewing you now. Mm-hmm. Um, are you sick of us yet? Are you sick of the not back yet. pocket? Not no, yet. Not yet. So you just hear the back pocket and you're like, I just want to keep coming. This is, this is all I want to do. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, oh, by the way, um, Pajarito, the oh, Mexican yes. place you mentioned. I love it. Um, Andrew's parents just absolutely love it. Wonderful. Um, I was my girlfriend and I were actually going to go there the other day, but we just didn't make it. But I was like, "That's the place President Sullivan recommended." Mm-hmm. So phenomenal recommend so, recommendation. And Bite Squad delivers. Bite Squad delivers. Yes. Perfect. You're so really you up don't to, even have to go down there. You're up to snuff on the bite uh, on the Bite Squad and oh, Uber Eats. Oh yes, you indeed. take full advantage I, of that. I do. I love it. So um, we've asked you uh, what your average quality is. That's typically what we ask all our guests. But now, uh, or actually. Um, since we've already asked you that, we asked another one of these other questions to our guests, which is, um, what does the back pocket mean to you? Uh, it's a chance to have an interesting conversation with students, and uh, I think it's a chance to just be informal and talk about anything, nice. and I enjoy it. Um, do you listen to any other podcasts? I do. Okay. And do you, so you, do you listen to podcasts um, for... Um, more just entertainment, or do you want to learn something? Or more what's learning. Learning? Yeah. What kind of podcasts do you listen I to? I listen to a lot of the uh, NPR. I, I watch the News Hour, NPR News Hour, mm-hmm. and I often don't get to see it at, when it's on television at night, but they break down their segments into various podcasts. Right. So I'll go back and watch that, and in particular the Undertold Stories podcast that are shown on that. Because uh, Fred to Sam Lazaro, who does those stories, is at St. Thomas. Okay, I and know. so whenever he has something on there, I'll always go back and watch that. Um, so, the uh, third times of charm for us podcasters, we got you in the studio. What do you think so far? What's the What's the studio? Give us. Uh, give us uh, I like a two- the light. I'm really into lights. I like the windows. Uh, I do like the Coors Light. Explorer, <laughs> uh, I'll put it that way. Awesome. I think the Superman suit's good. Uh, All in is good. Well, I, I think it's pretty nice. Okay, um, so we are big two ro- roses in a thorn podcast. Give us uh, two roses, two good things, or and one bad thing of our studio. Oh, let's see. Um, two good things. Uh, you can take your time. There's a lot of things in here. A lot, a lot of, of things, things to soak in. Uh, I like. I like the capture of all the things you've done. That's at least one of the good things. Uh, I like it looks like Declan Brown's LinkedIn page. I'm not yep, sure. This was, uh, Maybe it's from your senior design. I yes, suspect. this was yep. from uh, Meet the Engineers. Yep. So this was like a reverse networking right? thing. Right, I've been where, to those. They're yep, really Where people very came to us, and yep. so this was my billboard, and I just stuck it up here just like so people that. know what I'm all about. I like the St. Thomas football helmet. Yeah, of course. Uh, the thorn is you need to vacuum the floor. Yeah. Because I, I can let my dog in. <laughs> That's fair. Off her leash. <laughs> That's fair. And we she have, wouldn't eat everything. We apologize. That's okay. Um, yeah, I don't think Andrew and I have vacuumed once. Um, but the feng shui in this room is uh, just phenomenal. I think yeah, I agree. Uh, just the energy that this place brings is uh, just great. And I'm glad it's I, not dark. Yeah. That's yeah. great. It's a sunroom. I, we yeah. would hope that it would be light out. Um, we also. Um, yeah, we've never vacuumed. That's tough. But, you know, uh, Andrew and I just learned what feng shui, feng shui meant, and so now we use feng shui all the time. Okay. That's Your just new a favorite great, term. Yeah, one of our favorite terms. Right. Um, so it's kind of like the new cool and groovy. Correct, <laughs> correct. Okay. And, we're you know, we're always on the front of that. I know. Um, so, you know, you since you've joined the, bo- uh, the back pocket, which was April 23rd of 2017, it's okay. almost been an entire... Almost, wow, um, almost and, exactly... Actually, wait. No, a little over a year. What's today's, today's the day? 27th. Oh, my goodness. Four days past. Wow. Yes. So, yeah, we have... 
it's been all, over a year since the last time you've been around. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, and it seems like you've really become more attuned with the podcast world, but what's like one thing that you've really taken away, maybe not from podcasting specifically, but just one thing in general in the past year? Well, from podcasting, what I've taken away, I think it's really cool that you're trying to get to know different leaders in, in both on the St. Thomas campus or even off the St. Thomas campus that are related to us. And I think students really uh, getting to know and having informal conversations with, with the leaders, with those who, who support St. Thomas, with our alumni, is very healthy for the community. So I really like that. Um, in the past year, I think... Um, do you want to know things I've noticed about St. Thomas or my work? Sure. Or, yeah, maybe your work, okay. yourself, a okay. little self-reflection. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'm finishing my fifth year as president. Wow. It's pretty cool. That's sweet. And I just signed up for another five, so I'm happy about that. Oh, a little five-year extension? Yes, exactly. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, I guess uh, the last year, the only time I've ever complained about the weather in the five years I've been here has been this month, April. Really? <laughs> this uh, it's been this crazy. extended winter was a bit much for me. Yeah. Uh, but lots of good things are happening this year. Uh, we're going to be expanding our chapel, and we have uh, a design for adding 24,000 square feet to our chapel as community space. The chapel on North Campus. Yeah, exactly. We have beautiful worship space, but we have no community space. I mean, basically, you're in the chapel or you're outside. And in Minnesota, that doesn't work well for pre- <laughs> or post-function activities. Totally agree. Uh, so we're really looking forward to that. And it's really, I love the design because it cuts into the ground. And it kind of puts the chapel on a glass pedestal, and it includes an outdoor kind of amphitheater uh, for students to hang on, ha- hang out, you know, sit on the steps, study. We could have con- little concerts there, talks. Um, so I think it's going to be a really great way to kind of really pull student life more into the chapel. It's going to have a, a community room for could seat 300 people for a meal. Wow. Um, so, and we've raised almost 10 million of the 12.7 we have to raise to do that. We're going to break ground in May 20, 2019. Wow. So it's um, coming up here. Yep. Is that part, was that originally part of that 10 year plan? It was. Okay. Yep. Awesome. So, and then we're making, uh, the other, uh, parts to that plan that are really salient on the front burner. One is expanding our residence hall capacity. I would love to see, uh, almost all freshmen and sophomores living on campus. Okay. Uh, I think it just adds so much to the vibrancy of, you know, having students present on campus pretty much 24 by 7 just makes it more vibrant, great learning experience. Totally agree. Um, and then, you know, and then juniors and seniors, we want to have capacity for all those that want to live on campus. And I hope the rest, like you do, live very close to campus. Yeah. Uh, so it keep, kind of keeps that community feel. Uh, so we do want to add more residence halls, and we are um, working with a consultant as to where to do that first and the timing on that. And then uh, we're exploring adding, uh, expanding our science and engineering facility. We need more lab space. Mm-hmm. And we're exploring building an arts and innovation facility, actually right across the street from you. Right on. Uh, facing Summit with maybe a dorm behind it, be a living learning community that would be connected. That'd be sweet. And arts and innovation, it would be people who are working kind of interdisciplinary fields around arts, but entrepreneurship, innovation, uh, design, um, and, and where they would have access to their kind of creation facilities 24 by 7. That's awesome. Kind of like what engineers need. Exactly. And yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And, you know, there's all this great physical expansion. And another thing that just kind of came across the students' radar, and I'm sure you've been working tire- tirelessly 
um, is the new core program. Oh, yes. And, and there's all yeah. kinds of pluses yeah. and minuses about yeah. that. And I don't think our podcast is not necessarily going to go over those. No. I'm sure you can find them somewhere. Um, one thing that I really wanted to know, mm-hmm. because I've done a little bit of research, is so what I've understood is you're going from three theology and two philosophy and then a couple and then two English down to one or one and a half theology and then one and one and a half philosophy, meaning you take one philosophy, one theology, and then you split and decide whether you want to go philosophy or theology. Is that correct? I believe that's correct. But okay. I think the focus on that aspect of the core curriculum really misses the point. Right. The and I, I was just using yeah. that as an example. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the biggest theme that I kind of right. took away was the flexible pathways. Right. And that's exactly. like the biggest quote that I take from yeah. that. Um, yeah. So... First off, just kind of walk me through, like, how do you come up with something like this? How do you balance the yeah. masses on this, right? Yeah. You got X amount of um, engineering students. You got yeah. a ton of business yeah. students. You got this entrepreneurship stuff yeah. now. But at the same time, you also got these the- theologians, yeah. philosophers, history. Yeah. You know, everyone. You so how do you balance some, that? You got to have some core principles. And, and then you're right. It is a balance. But what are the core principles you're trying to balance? First, you do never want to... Uh, neglect or shortchange the fact that we are a Catholic institution and that the Catholic intellectual tradition, Catholic social thought, our Catholic mission and identity have to be fundamental part of our curriculum. But the only, and and philosophy and theology are places where you get that, but there are other places where you get that as well. And so we will, in the proposed core curriculum now, there's 12 hours of philosophy and theology, which that's pretty normal for Catholic universities across the country. It is. And, uh, but we have four credit courses, and most other universities have three credit courses. So most other universities, if you had 12 credit hours of theology and philosophy, it would be four courses. Here it's three courses. But it is the same amount of class time mm-hmm. because a one credit requires a certain amount of class time nationwide. Totally. So we're getting the same amount of class time of theology and philosophy that would be the norm at Catholic universities around the country. Sure. Uh, so and so our, we're not that principle remains important to us. The liberal arts core remains important to us. We think we have better engineers because they took our core curriculum. But what we want to do, so we don't want to lose that, but what we want to add is that, other than engineering, unfortunately, that we can promise that anyone can get out in four years, that the required number of credits to graduate, if you take 16 hours a semester and you go fall and spring, you can graduate in four years. Now, it'll take about four and a half for engineering, which is true at almost all engineering programs across the That's country. That's just how it works. Just because he added courses in engineering. Mm-hmm. So so we want to get it a little bit smaller. Uh, we also want it to be more flexible. We want our students to have more choice, mm-hmm. less check the box. And we also want it to be spread out over your four years. So that everything that's required in the core curriculum is not stuffed in your freshman and sophomore year, and then you layer on your whatever your major is on top of that. We'd like to have it more integrated. We'd like to have you start some of your major courses in your freshman year, because that might not end up being your major, and you should figure that out Absolutely. or be exposed to it early so you have the opportunity to figure that out. Right. So it's really trying to get that core curriculum thought of as spread out over your four years. In fact, it might be really interesting if we had more seniors taking philosophy classes because they just have they have a greater you're richer older, appreciation for life. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree exactly. with that. You're it's a like, different level of maturity and you've thought about different questions a lot deeper. Totally. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've been seeing too is so I've 
I actually kind of yeah. liked the three theologies. I mean, I was kind of blessed. I came in with eight credits of math, which is oh, like, if you're right. going to come in with any sort of credits as an engineer, you come is, in with math. Exactly. So I was able to get yeah. ahead. I mean, I've taken pretty much four classes every semester yeah. um, and just grinded it out, taking a couple summer classes. J-term is yeah. always helpful as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I've really had to stuff it full. Yeah. But yeah. that's college, right? Yeah. That's being an engineer. Right. That's being a college student. Yeah. Everything comes along with that. But I totally agree with what you're saying is as my what my mom always says and what we've said uh, repeatedly on this podcast is it's really not about um, what your major is at the end of the day. I mean, it is to find a job and all right. the log- logistically right. it is. But as long as you're able to grow over those four years exactly. and be able to actually embrace and acknowledge the things going on around you, yeah. that is the biggest takeaway. That's the biggest and takeaway. In addition to that, you have to look at like I'm taking a theology, like my third theology right now. Oh, wonderful. Had I had I been taking, you know, that my freshman year or something, yeah. like I would have never soaked in that kind of knowledge exactly. that I do now because now you're, I just am genuinely... the world differently. Yeah, I yeah. am just genuinely more... I just care mm-hmm. about, you know, right. things that I learned because I know mm-hmm. that has a lot of value to it. It does. So I totally yeah. love where your head is at as far as... or where the school's head is at right. as far as, you know, let's integrate everything and make it more of like every semester is the same in the, in the sense that you have like two classes towards your major and then maybe a couple liberal mm-hmm. arts because at yeah. the end of the day, that's how you're really going to form yourself. That's how life is. Exactly. <laughs> at right? the end of the day, it's not all in little packages. Right. That are and yeah. so another thing I want to understand is yeah. like, how did you, how are you able to balance that? Like, Well, the faculty do that. So yeah. really uh, the administration, the provost and I, we give some general guidelines. And one was, you know, the total core other than for engineers, um, uh, well, the, the, total number of hours to uh, graduate other than for engineers is 129. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't give them that. Yeah. Get a core in there. Yeah, okay. get it figured uh, out. Get it figured out. And uh, and then that, um, so that was really it. And then early on they wanted to know, could we go from four credit to three credit classes? And we thought about how to do that with uh, balancing faculty workload. And that looked pretty difficult. So it looked like we said, you know, let's maybe try to stay with the four credit. But other than that, the faculty. The faculty look at best practices They uh, around the country. They look at uh, best pedagogy. There's a lot of research out there about what's most effective with students. Mm-hmm. And really the faculty debate it and work it out. Yeah. And, that's, and, and here we have faculty who really care about students. Yeah. So For it's sure. been great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what I, what I actually realized was, like, our mission, St. Thomas, I did a little bit of research as podcaster, as back pocket. We do a lot of research. St. Thomas Aquinas was both a theologian and a um, philosopher. There we go. (laughs) And he, you know, he really focused on those two things. And I think from a theology and philosophy perspective from this um, new core Mm -hmm. is you're taking away, you know, half of what or you're cutting in half what we originally had and our original thing was, hey, we're a theology and philosophy mm-hmm. uh, generalized school because mm-hmm. it's St. Thomas Aquinas. Mm-hmm. How would you kind of respond to that or how would you go about you know, understanding uh, that kind of view? Uh, I would say there are opportunities um, for, so in addition to the required theology and philosophy courses in the proposed core, there are required integrated humanities courses. Those courses, I hope a number of our theology and philosophy faculty will elect to teach those courses and do integrated theology courses and integrated philosophy courses. Well, two of those are required in the curriculum, too. Okay. So it would be very easy for you to take, what would that be, five 
Total, yeah. theology and theology, philosophy. theology and philosophy courses, and all five of them count towards the core curriculum. Okay. So you know, I I I also think we have to be, um, we have to put uh, recognize the responsibility of uh, of all of our departments to incorporate uh, our Catholic mission and identity within the curriculum. Right. On. And there's a lot of things you can do in you know, a lot of different disciplines that would incorporate those nice. those concepts. Um, so, you know, trapping the puck and going from, yeah. you know, the new core and the recent yeah. stuff you've yeah. been doing. Yeah. Um, the recent stuff we're on right now is, you know, we're really getting ready to take this podcast full go and we're going to start, um, I mean, Andrew and I are both going to have other jobs and doing the podcast yeah. on the side, but at the end of the day, hey, we're graduating. May 19th. That's right. Big it's time day. Um, so... Um, first of all, I have one side question. Yes. Um, our friend Mark out there, you just met him. Right. Uh, he just had ACL surgery yes. or in yes. surgery on his knee. Right. Um, so I don't, he is uncertain if he'll be able to walk. Oh, However, but we were wondering if we could wheelchair him up there. Are we allowed to wheelchair him across uh, the stage for graduation? We need to see what kind of ramp is available, but you should okay. contact uh, Ed Clark, who's okay. heading the commencement committee. Yeah. And uh, yes, we will try to make that happen. Love it. Thank you. Certainly. That's we should have time. that. We should have <laughs> that opportunity to do that. Awesome. And we should figure it out. So uh, how pivotal of a moment for yourself? I mean, you graduated from Florida, and then you had... Where, where else did you go to school again? Went to Florida, undergraduate, master's, and PhD. Okay, Florida <laughs> in general. Anywhere else. So yes. what was... Uh, would you say graduation was a very pivotal moment in your life? No. Do you know that I have never attended any of my own graduations, high school or my three college graduations? No kidding. High school, I left high school after 11th grade and went to college, so I didn't go to my high school graduation. Really? I didn't go to my undergraduate master's or PhD graduations. No way. They were large public institution, obviously, didn't mm-hmm. feel nearly as personal as it does here. And also, I by the time I was, met graduation milestones, I was off doing something else. So... I just, I've never done it. Uh, so I've been to lots since, but I've never done my own. Yeah, you've been, been to my, all of my children's, but, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's a moment in time of transition, and I think it's a time to celebrate, particularly with your family, um, kind of a milestone. Yeah, that's awesome. And I wish I had done it, frankly. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, I guess you get to relive it a little bit. Yeah, right? I, I do. Mean, you, how many I, of these many have you done? Many a year. I get to do <laughs> yeah. many a year. Is there any, like, one yeah. particular yeah. graduation um, that you remember or any sort of moment that you really look forward to as um, for graduation? Is there any like one thing that you're like, oh, I love this part, or is it just all a drag? <laughs> you know, what I love is seeing the proud parents. Okay. Yeah, because it's uh, they are so proud, and I love walking out after graduation in the quad and taking pictures with students and talking to parents and seeing their pride and, and the fact that... Um, seeing them all taking pictures together, but calling me over and asking me to be a part of their photos and a lot of gratitude from the parents and the graduates about the experience they've had at St. Thomas. Yeah. So to me, that's the best time right after when I try to walk around the quad. And that's awesome. Really. Um, so another kind of question we always yeah. ask is, 
um, a pivotal moment. So I mentioned pivotal yeah. moment regarding mm-hmm. graduation, but yeah. obviously that was not the case because <laughs> no. you're you're always about transition <laughs> exactly. to the next thing. I'm always going to the next thing. Yeah, which yeah. is great. Um, mm-hmm. But kind of reflecting now, yeah. I mean, what you're president of St. Thomas now, but what was like the one, is, if you can point out one, uh, a pivotal moment in your life yes. where it really, the gear started turning and you knew exactly, you know, what you wanted to do when you pursued it. Well, I, I there has been one really pivotal pivotal moment in terms of my career path and um, it really was out of my control but it changed my whole trajectory and that was um, so I was graduating with my undergraduate degree in accounting and I had was deciding between a job offer I had job offers from all the then big eight accounting firms. Nice. But I was deciding between one in Jacksonville, Florida, or Los Angeles, California. That's a little different. I was very different. <laughs> but all of them said I had to go directly into audit. And I had done a six-month internship with what was in Erston. Erst is now Erston Young. You are, yeah. In Tampa. And I had done uh, tax work there. I'd done three months audit and three months tax. And I had decided I really liked the tax. That's the part that I really wanted to pursue. And they said, well, you can't go directly into tax. You have to get a master's degree. Oh. And I said, okay, well, then I'll stay at Florida and get a master's in tax. Right. But when they told me that, I stayed at Florida, got a master's in tax. During my master's in tax program, the way uh, Florida uh, supported their master's students is you were the teaching assistant for the big lecture sections where you know they taught introductory accounting and lecture sections of 600 people. And then they had uh, master students would go in and help the students kind of do their homework twice a week and kind of reteach some of the things the students didn't catch on to and that kind of thing. Well, oh, Bella, Bella. So I did that as a master student, and I discovered I love to teach. And I didn't want to go into public accounting, and I stayed in Florida and got a Ph.D., and I've been a professor ever since. That's awesome. So that changed my career trajectory. Otherwise, I would have gone into public accounting and... Hey, that would have been it. Hey, but yeah, yeah. you know how to do your taxes, though, right? Oh, I do. So I do. okay, yeah. so that's a start, right? That so is you, a start. You did submit your taxes, and I, I, you got you all know, that done. Or do you, you know, have to hire the, that out? For the first time, I never hired it out until I moved here. I okay. always did it myself, uh, but now I have to follow California and Minnesota, oh. and um, so I I have an accountant now. And believe it or not, his wife had a baby, and so he had to extend my tax return. I've never extended in my oh. whole lifetime until this year wow so breaking news on that i know that's no. big you but might i did pay i did pay. good good you, you don't nice. get an extension on pay <laughs> only on five makes yeah. sense yeah. uh i did my taxes for the first time this year oh not, congratulations not to brag i so. hope you were using TurboTax. i was not i oh. used just the old-fashioned you look up the thing you find your really? how much you made and the brackets little plus and minus checks and balances and that's there it great. is. Yeah, it was, right. it was wild. It was fun. My dad Good. helped me, and my dad's Good. like, you should definitely learn how to well, do this. Congratulations. So. Thanks. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, so I used to have to do my kids' taxes as well as mine. <laughs> I, I won't do this. <laughs> um, so what is, I know you're about to go give a talk on this as well. Yeah. We have our senior banquet coming up here. Right. Um, but what is like the biggest characteristic that you think is necessary to have as a postgrad? Be flexible and always keep learning. And, and I think... Um, you know, so two things that I think have really influenced my career and, and how I think about life. One is, in whatever job I have, I want to be the best at that job. And it's more important that I'm the best at that job than what that job is. I think Bella's and, trying to come over. Yeah, Bella wants it. So my mother gave me a poem when I was just a kid 
of be the best of whatever you are, mm-hmm. that the world needs people in all different roles, and it's less important what that role is. Don't judge your own identity or self-worth by that role. Judge your identity or self-worth by how well you do that role and how well you interact with the people around you in that role. Yeah, and I think one yeah. thing uh, that's going to probably happen to a lot of grads yeah. and maybe even myself, yeah. who knows, right? Yeah. Um, you're going to get into a role or some yeah. sort of job that yeah. is maybe not the best fit, right? Right. How are you? How do you suggest people you know, learn and adapt from a role that they don't necessarily want to be a part of? Well, if you want to transition, the best thing you can do is do what you're doing well and then more opportunities come your way. Gotcha. Uh, and so I have always done what I'm doing the best I can and tried to expand my network while I'm doing it, uh, Get you know, meet as many people, learn as many things, become as involved in kind of the things around it, and then new opportunities open up for me to move to something else. Nice. That's awesome. And yeah. there are a lot of um, major or people graduating that are, you know, entrepreneurs, people right. kind of like us who are, yep. you know, really throwing themselves out there, putting themselves yep. in a role that not a lot of people are in. Mm-hmm. How would you suggest those people, um, you know, move forward, right? Because they have a passion that they're trying to follow and trying to create. How do you stick to that passion? What's your biggest advice for someone in that case? Um, it's very important that you uh, feel like what you're doing is, is your passion. And so the the kind of advantage they have, while it may see it may seem that they're facing a lot of uncertainty and maybe taking more risk and that kind of thing, but when you're doing something you love, that kind of goes in the background. All right. You just love what you're doing. All right. So just absorb that <laughs> as much as you can. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. something Andrew and I are really trying to do yeah. right now. Is just like we love. We discovered this a year yeah. ago, and we love it. Like, yeah. we, no one's telling us we have to do this. We yeah. do it out of our own volition, exactly. and it's just a fun time. Fun. And at the same time, you know, we're getting jobs and everything along with that, but we're learning so much yeah. from these kind of interviews, just mm-hmm. soaking in everything that you have to say. Yeah. One theme that we have for this um, season is, um, our second season is listening. Like, beforehand, right. I, I'm mm-hmm. sure we did this with you, and this is something that we really had to learn from, but but was uh, when we would ask you a question, you would tell your story. We wouldn't just listen to it. We mm-hmm. would, you know, talk, uh, ask the question and then look at what's, what's next. You know, right. what's the next question? How mm-hmm. are we going to work this into what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. But what we learned is, you know, the best idea or the best experiences, the best interviews that we had were more so just talking, kind of having a conversation right. and just, you know, asking questions solely off, you know, what you're saying. Yeah. Having that ability to listen and really fine-tune and understand mm-hmm. what people are saying, I think is so crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, like, how, um, what is, or I wouldn't say advice, but, you know, how have you been able to become, like, a better listener? Like, mm-hmm. what's one thing that you kind of use or a tactic maybe that um, helps you listen to people? Because you well, have to listen to a lot of people. <laughs> I think listening is incredibly important. And I actually don't think you can be successful uh, at much of anything if you don't know how to listen. And uh, certainly can't in your career uh, and, or in relationships. So I think you have to focus on the other person. Mm-hmm. You have to have the ability to just focus and, and to really put your whole focus has to be that person that you're talking to. And, and not only listening with your ears, but listening with your emotions as well. And, and really uh, being empathetic, trying to think about what if I was having that experience so I think really listening with your with all of your senses is yeah. really important. I think that's like a really tough thing that's kind of yeah. 
been a theme, I don't know, I wouldn't say of 2018, but just a, a new era of right. social media and everything is people are very convicted on what they believe in, what right. their beliefs are, yeah. but not willing to listen to the other right. side, right? Um, as a leader, is that crucial to listen to that oh, other side to really understand? You learn from it. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, I think we have, as a society, gotten too prone to assuming everything's binary. That, that in every issue, there's a right and there's a wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm over here and they're over here. I'm in the right camp, they're in the wrong camp. Well, the whole world is gray. It's not... There, That's a great quote. I mean, the whole <laughs> world is gray. And so, not just in Minnesota. <laughs> no, yeah, right. yeah. But, uh, and, and you really have to not think of it as it's right and it's wrong. Yes, we have values and we have moral principles. But, you know, our moral principles, and, and this is true in our Catholic religion, teaches us this about our own individual discernment. It's less about rules that we're supposed to follow. It's our own individual discernment about what God is calling us to do in certain situations in being in, in service to others and in service to Him. Mm-hmm. And so if you really believe it's, it's that individual discernment, then it's not about right and wrong is how do I see the world through that person's eyes and try to understand why they see it that way yeah and just kind yeah. of being and aware. it might not be the way I want to see it but that's okay yeah it, it helps me learn yeah you just have to yeah. you know be aware of it and you know kind of understand understanding how it works right right um one thing that uh, our last guest Tony Capra um he said one of the most effective things is he's a entrepreneur Mm-hmm. He said one of the most effective things was sensory acuity, something that Tony yes. Robbins says. Yes. And just kind of always being aware of what everyone else is doing. That's right. And how you just are able to learn so much yeah. from that. Um, how, or I guess uh, more transitioning to the entrepreneurship path. Sure. Mm-hmm. How did you, how did St. Thomas like come up with that whole um, entre- that school of entrepreneurship? Yeah. Because like when I think of it, I, and I'm a dumb guy, you know, I'm a small yeah. brain type guy. <laughs> I don't um, think I don't understand how... <laughs> That all kind of came yeah. to be. How do you? How well, did you create the, the school of entrepre- entrepreneurship? Was created before I came. Okay. Uh, but let me tell you where it is going now, and I have been very involved with where it's going now. Awesome. Here's how I think about entrepreneurship. I think entrepreneurship is applied liberal arts, because what skills do you learn in liberal arts education? <laughs> you learn curiosity. You learn creativity. You learn coll- collaboration. You learn communication skills. You learn how to see things that learn how things that seem unrelated actually fit together. Mm-hmm. So if you think about all the things you learn in a liberal arts education, well, entrepreneurship's applying those skills mm-hmm. to solving some problem or making something better that matters. It's putting passion and purpose to making something better or solving an issue that matters. Passion and purpose yeah. dependent paper. That's right. And so, and it's using your liberal arts skills to do that. And so I don't think of entrepreneurship as necessarily about starting new companies. That's a piece of it. But being entrepreneurial, everybody needs to be entrepreneurial, whether they work for another company or they work for themselves. Yeah. And so our big push now is to push entrepreneurship skills throughout the curriculum, entrepreneurship courses, kind of uh, human, human-centered design courses, which really is about... How do you solve problems, issues, make things better, and thinking about the humans around you and a part of that. Uh, and so we're, we've developed an entrepreneurship minor. 
And in okay. addition, we're, we're developing entrepreneurship courses that are for specific disciplines, so like an engineering entrepreneurship course. Oh, really? You guys are yes, creating that? we are. That's, that's With engineering. Awesome. Uh, a, a Kojo entrepreneurship course, an entrepreneurship course that, that is within the context of that discipline that teaches you entrepreneurship skills applied in that discipline. That is so, so cool. So I think everybody needs to take some entrepreneurship. Yeah. Entrepreneurship's about innovation. Oh, it totally is. And we all need to be more innovative. Yeah, and I, I think that also like really applies right to that you know common good theme too. It does. And that's yeah. um, just a phenomenal trademark. Yeah. And I was trying to explain this to someone today because I think there's a there's a, a lot of positive connotation with the con- with the common good or for there the is. common good yeah. trademark, but there's there also is. kind of this negative connotation of like we're a trademark school that says you know we're for the common good. Some people don't really see into that as much or necessarily think it's a great marketing tactic but one thing that i've really understood is um it's such a such a um important piece of you know catholicism in their message that's right um but what's really cool about it is it's not necessarily um something that you see everywhere no it's just something that is seen through action or right. just kind of an internal thing yep. it's not something you can go to your marketing team and, and your mar- or your marketing team can come back and say present solve and look at all these things that are saying for the common good. Like, oh, no, that's the numbers aren't about. there. The numbers aren't yeah, there. Yeah. They don't show it. And I think that's where the negative connotation comes from. But I just think the idea of, you know, having this, um, something that is just sort of ingrained in you. Well, you know, if if we are an institution that is is about advancing the common good, it means that we are, are, are providing learning experiences for our students that allows them to understand the issues in the world, understand the conditions that different people and different groups of people are facing, uh, understand limitations that might be for people really realizing their full potential, understanding which of those issues they might be passionate about and feeling empowered to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, But it's not just that we help our students be in that position. We, as a university, have to be advancing the common good. So, for example, the reason we launched the Doherty Family College is because we care about uh, reducing the education gaps and the prosperity gaps in Minnesota. So how do we take the what we do well, which is a private, a personalized, values-based education, Mm -hmm. to make it a dent in that problem? We're we're standing up a freestanding school of education as of, and we've hired a dean as of June first. So the College of Education Leadership and Counseling is is not is no longer going to exist. Okay, and the uh, the graduate uh, psychology program is going to be on its own, and hopefully one day we'll have a College of Health, and it'll be a part of that. That's sweet. Uh, because it's a counseling psychology program. Cool. Uh, the leadership programs that weren't related to uh, education uh, have been phased out, and we're standing up a freestanding school of education. And our job is to improve PK through 12 education in the state of Minnesota, for all students, in the public schools, in the charter schools, and in the Catholic schools. Okay. And so we're going to be focused on that, improving PK-12 through 12 education in Minnesota. We've hired a very innovative dean who is really about, you know, what are some of the innovative pedagogies and practices that are getting, attracting uh, people to the teacher preparation field, mm-hmm. attracting people to want to be teachers, and best preparing them for that. That's cool. And so that, because we have to be, what are the big issues in Minnesota that are uh, really inhibiting 
the fulfillment of the common good. It's education gaps, it's achievement gaps, it's prosperity gaps. It's, you know, if we do start a college of health, it's going to be focused on how do we create a health care system of the future that is really about And that's a really hot topic right now, too. And sustaining health care for everyone. Yeah. So it'll be great. about well-being. It'll about, be about spiritual, mental, physical health, community health, having a connection to your community. So let's back up a little bit. Yep. The Doherty College, That's. Yep. Um, can you explain a little bit just more logistically what that is? Sure. So it is for students who want to pursue a four-year degree, okay. have the capacity, intellectual capacity, to eventually earn a four-year degree. And, of course, then the jobs and the career paths that that opens up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they need uh, additional support, at least initially. They need an alternative pathway in getting there. So we have a two-year program for them that's an Associates of Arts and Liberal Studies. It's basically our core curriculum. And they get one and a half times the amount in the classroom. So instead, of, you know, they would get, uh, if you had a math class, that in our four-year program is meeting four hours a week, and their program might meet six hours a week. Okay. Okay. Uh, so one and a half times the class time, plus they have a math specialist, they have a writing specialist. Uh, outside of class, they have a lot of help. We, The faculty that we hire for that program, their f- full-time job, 12 months a year, is teaching, mentoring, and coaching those students. So they have extra support. We also have a full-time uh, social worker in that program because the students that are coming there are uh, low income, almost all first generation, and they're facing out-of-class challenges Mm -hmm. that uh, our four-year students aren't facing. That might be homelessness, and and the social worker will help them find a place to live. It might be some crisis in their family dynamics, and we have somebody there to help them over that. So it's an alternative pathway for people that really can get to that four-year mark, but yeah. they need some extra support, Yeah, particularly in the, you know in getting on that glide path. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. just kind of the reality of it is people ask, like, why yeah. is there why is there a, a gap like that? Yeah. And it's strictly because for these people to come out of this situation, yeah. they need to, it's not necessarily getting lucky, but they just need all the support they can that's get. That's right. And, you know, as people who are privileged, like yeah. us, you know, we yeah. that's kind of our calling is to provide that kind of support and help those people out. So I think and they may phenomenal. not have parents supporting them, and or they may, uh, their parents may be uh, first generation, they, they may have language barriers. I mean, there's just a lot of things we don't think about right. that haven't been a part of our lives that are challenges for people. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Sorry that Belle is the only thing you can see no, in this. No, Belle is beautiful. I care <laughs> She's much better Bella. looking than I am, so yeah. that's better. That's good. <laughs> hey, Bella. Don't, now, don't say that. This yes, is the president of our... This is the president of our university right here, Bella. Bella, this is Bella. Yes, this is Bella. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so we're ra- we'll wrap everything up okay. here. Uh, I just wanted to finish off with a, a good question here, okay. kind of a transition question. Okay. Um, so, as seniors, you know, this is kind of a hot time to sun's out now. Yeah. Now we're, it, it's yeah. it's darty season. Um, but what happened recently from last year was the Tour de Francia right. was kind of a. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe uh, not a very good reflection of the what the university stands for. Right. Um, however, I know you're a big a big wine guy or big wine gal. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Tour de Frenzy not happening this year? Well, I understand that seniors are going to have an event. Yeah, it's yeah, kind it's, of a pub crawl. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, I think, I don't think that the purpose of that event was wine. I think it was a fellowship event for graduating students. Sure, and that's I'm fair. Glad they, Good deflection. I'm <laughs> glad they are going to continue to have fellowship in a way that I think will be uh, uh, more compatible with happy neighbors. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's, <laughs> that's all I can say. Yeah, that's yeah. a good, I like that answer. That's That's fair. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate that's not happening, but yeah, you know, you can only do so much. There's, um, so much time, you know, and there's other ways to have fun as well there and have some fellowship. So, um, finishing off, we have two, uh, final questions. Okay. The first one, I don't think we asked you before. It's called, uh, the bar story. Did mm-hmm. we ever ask you that one? I don't think so. Okay. Um, if we did, we're asking it again. Okay. Um, so I'm going to set the scene for you as a podcast. We love setting scenes. Right. Um, so imagine you're, um, you know, just got off work. Um, right. It's four o'clock. It's happy hour. It's like right around the time we are right now. Okay. Um, you go into Stewart's. All right. Um, you know your favorite place down yep. the street here. Exactly. Um, you're pulling up on. Mm-hmm. You're spelling up to the bar. Mm-hmm. You, you grab a drink. You know, this ran, and a random stranger sits next to you. Yes. Um, and you're not just gonna sit there and not say anything to him. Right. Uh, maybe you tell a story. Um, after you introduce yourself or something. Um, maybe and this is a story that would be um unique about yourself, mm-hmm. and then interesting enough to keep that stranger involved. And it's something that would, you know, kind of tell that stranger who you are all about, what Julie's all about, what does Julie bring to the table. So with that being said, uh, what is your bar story? You know, when I go into a bar, unfortunately, everybody knows me. Not to brag. (laughs) Oh, well, no, it's not. I mean, it's it's actually the worst thing about being president. (laughs) You can't can't go anywhere where people don't say, aren't you the president of the University of St. Thomas? So what happens to me when I pull up and belly up to the bar at Stewart's, the person next to me says, aren't you the president of the University of St. Thomas? Am I serving Julie Sullivan? And and so I talked to him about that. But actually recently somebody did start talking to me, and they didn't know, which is great, because I never tell them. Take advantage of that I never, never tell them. And uh, they started talking about uh, the woman was pregnant with our first child, so she wasn't drinking, her husband was. And they were talking about expecting their first child, and, you know, it was a lot of fun just to talk to them and tell them about my grandchildren and, they were they were their neighbors, and again, I didn't tell them I was president mm-hmm. of St. Thomas. And they were talking about uh, living in this neighborhood, how they love living in this neighborhood, and our students. And so, my favorite bar stories are keeping my identity suppressed as long there as I go. can, so I can learn as much as I and can. Listening and listening, just listening. Exactly. That's, that's awesome. That's Did you end I up did. telling him? At the end of the day, I finally had to because they finally said something that kind of forced me. I mean, I, even if they ask me questions, I'll say, where do you work? I'll say, St. Thomas. And then they'll say, oh, are you a professor? And eventually, you know, kind of. it kind of comes out if they ask me enough questions. But <laughs> I try. I, I, take, I make it as long as I can before it's revealed. That's awesome. <laughs> they don't That's know. That's so great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. And then we'll finish with yeah. this story or this question. Okay. Um, what did you learn from the time... Uh, you woke up till the time you're interviewing now. Today? Yes. Hmm. What did I learn today? I'm trying to think of all my meetings today. Um, well, I had a I had a great meeting this morning uh, with Special Olympics, okay. Minnesota Special Olympics. Nice. And we have uh, traditionally hosted their spring games. 
and they are now uh, combining their spring and summer games into a big summer game, which we're going to be hosting in July for the first time. Nice. And it's going to have uh, basketball and swimming as well as all their track and field, which are huge, and gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot more about Special Olympics, and I learned about their values of inclusion. Um, and so they're, they're going to have unified teams where you have athletes that have uh, intellectual disabilities, but also people that don't on the same team. I thought that was pretty cool. That's sweet. And um, they were, so I just learned a lot about that organization and the excitement about hosting uh, their big summer game event here in June and how they really want it to be a community event. Nice. Well, that's that awesome. a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thank you for yeah. sharing, and thank you for sharing all your wisdom today. That was phenomenal. Absolutely enjoyed it. I'm sure our marketing interns will love it as well. <laughs> um, but thank you for coming into the studio. I know uh, Bella loved Bella. it. I know you Bella loved did. it. Um, so thank you very much. Well, thank I appreciate you, Declan, it. and thanks for doing this, and yeah. congratulations on graduating. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. Take care. And that was our interview with President Solvin. Thank you so much for coming on for a third time. We greatly appreciate everything you've done for us and just been a welcoming individual. You know, you don't really think your president is going to be that welcoming. She's got a lot on her plate and a lot to do, but she's been awesome throughout this process. So thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, and it was great to hear her talk about, you know, um, growing up as a college kid. You know, we had previously mentioned that on the back, on the front end, you know, right at the beginning. And it was just great to, you know, kind of take it full circle and, have her talk about her experiences and the fact that she's never showed up to a graduation is pretty hilarious being a president. Now she just does one every single year, like it's clockwork. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a wild time, but thank you so much to president Sullivan. Third time was definitely a charm. It was an absolute blast. And uh, I don't necessarily feel bad for her because um, going and having to talk to us idiots for three times, but I think she, she is starting to like us now Mm -hmm. like a lot. So she cares about us. Yeah, she definitely cares about us now. We care about you, President Sullivan. Yeah, thank you, President Sullivan, and thank you, Bella, for really giving me some help on that. So I appreciate that. Last a lot of good questions. So mm-hmm. what was your favorite question Bella asked? Uh, my favorite question. Why are you putting me on the spot? I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just messing with you. <laughs> Bella didn't ask any questions, Andrew, because Bella's a dog. Oh. Um, anyways, <laughs> kicking the door back in. <laughs> we will have, or we have a... Feel good story, and what do we learn? Hey, let's do that over again. Now let's kick it to the back end. What do we got on the back end, Zach? What do we got on the back end? What do you mean, what do we got on the back end? We got a feel good story, and what do we learn? We're always feeling good at this point. Uh, if you've made it this far as a marketing intern, you're tier above the rest. Wield that shield. Tell everyone about how great the back end is. Let's get to the back end. What do we learn uh, today? I'll go first. Is that cool? That's awesome. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, So I am learning and still figuring out uh, Instagram, and it's kind of ridiculous, but um, I'm figuring it out. One little hiccup that I haven't told you about, but so you know how we have our podcast link on our like Instagram front page? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that podcast link was the podcast to Cole Kelly's interview. So when everyone clicks on that, they just get the Pyeongchang featuring Cole Kelly interview, but they don't get any of our other stuff. So then I was like, oh, I need to like actually put our podcast page on there so when they click on it it just goes right to our podcast page on itunes with all of our podcasts and they can pick and choose figure out what the heck we are and go from there so little hiccup there anyways some things that i learned from spending a lot of time on instagram i am really deep in in down the rabbit hole of the trends 
and the hashtag podcast. So I will go and look at all the different podcasts that people are posting on, I, on uh, Instagram. What I'm finding are the following. The first thing, there are a ton of podcasts where it's just like two or three people and they're smoking weed and talking. I haven't listened. Casual. Casual. Interesting. There are a lot of strength and fitness podcasts. Mm. A lot mm. of people deadlifting. <laughs> cool. I don't think you can hear people deadlifting or care about how much you deadlift, but so interesting. Interesting. Noted. Maybe uh, talking about ketos or something. I don't know. Ketosis? Ketosis. Yes, sorry. Uh, Another thing, there's cool podcasts like us, and those are the ones we interact with, and those are the people that we try and get on our show, because they're cool like us. And go ahead and listen to Night Swims, because we, you know, they're a couple of average guys. They claim claim to be idiots, but uh, we love them, so go check them out. Yeah. They're cool like us, again. Um, There's also better podcasts than Mm -hmm. us. There are people with, like, a million followers and podcasts that are doing really, really cool things. We set those as uh, people that we want to also get on our podcast, and we also want to interact with and figure out how they're so great. If there's not someone better than you, then you have really not much motivation, so it's great to look up to the better podcasts. And then the one thing that was really interesting that is you know, really starting to go along with this trend of uh, there will be a I found a stat that there will be a hundred million podcast listeners in the United States by 2021. What's reinforcing that stat is I've seen a ton of new podcasts just starting up and I don't know if they're good or bad, but it's just like I, I literally scroll through every day and someone is saying just uh, released our brand new episode. Check out our first episode here, mm-hmm. like three or four of those a day. So a lot of new podcasts out on iTunes, a lot of new podcasts out in the podcast world. We've been around for a year, not to brag. We're a little vets now. So uh, yeah, sweet. What'd you learn? Uh, I learned today that, you know, when the sun is out, I am just itching to golf because football is over. I'm not here to work out anymore. I thrive to work out on the links because I'm going to walk nine holes. I'm going to walk 18 holes with bags on my back, taking shots in between. That's something that I thoroughly enjoy. I know it's an expensive sport. It's, a lot of people consider it an expensive white man sport. Um, probably is. That's probably a fair statement. But, uh, you know, you can find cheap courses like Highland. And, you know, just go ahead and hit a golf ball around. And it's a fun, it's a fun activity. Yeah, knock a ball around for 20 bucks. You know, the course isn't as, as good. Cap. It's not Augusta. Yeah, it's not Augusta. You know, not, no amen corner. No. But, you know, hey, it's golf, man. Yep. If you get to swing the club, you know, hear the crack. It's beautiful, man. How, how's your irons game right now? You uh, my long iron game needs so much more improvement. It's so bad. But uh-huh. uh, from about 40 yards in... I've really practiced that in this off season. I think it's paying off. My chipping game, using the wedge and the sandy. It's you know you just got to go up and down. Yeah. That's the name of the game. Up and down. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Well, we'll uh, keep tabs on you uh, all summer. Okay. Making sure you're playing at the premier level that we all expect you to, mm-hmm. or the average level. The average. We expect you to. So this is what I've kind of learned throughout my time at the driving range and the putting green. Practice makes average. Simple as that. Plain and simple. Love it. Plain and simple. We're back. Checks out. Plain and simple. More so plain and simple this month. Keep using plain and simple. Plain and simple. We're transitioning to our feel-good story. Final segment of the podcast. I'm excited. This feel-good story is uh, you, Andrew. You bought a new car today. Yes. I officially have a new car. Um, what's the can we, uh, What's the car? It is a Subaru Outback green touring model 
Fantastic car. 2018? 2018. Brand new. Brand new. Uh, put down a payment on it through the help of my grandfather and took out a nice loan that I'll be paying over a very long time. But I am very excited about the car because, hey, who can't be more excited about a new car? Yeah, exactly. And it's just a pivotal moment in your life. Now, mm-hmm. you, get a, now you get a car. Yeah. You get to drive around. And I got a car loan. Yeah. I feel like a man. Yeah, you feel you're growing up, man. Yeah. I'm really tearing up just watching you pay your car loan. It's, it's a real full circle yeah. moment. It's an absolute full circle moment. I had a pivotal moment today. You had a pivotal moment today. You're making me feel good. I got your text, and it wasn't no words or nothing. Just freaking Andrew having the car dealer take a picture of him. It's just him in the car with his thumbs up out the window. I'm like, <laughs> that's a feel-good story. I absolutely love it. Hope you guys love this week. Trust the process. Love the process. Maybe you guys get a new car one day. Who knows? We'll be back next week. Podcast 49, 48, or 49. I don't know what it is, but we got a huge guest. You guys are going to love it. Take care. Love you guys. Take care.